There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. You know, one of these times in our 25 years of golf, we need to talk about how we became, how the caddy became the caddy here on Real Golf Radio. Yeah. Because it's kind of as old as, almost as old as the show, the caddy. Yeah, almost, yeah. Not that the caddy himself is old as the show. He's a little over 25. Caddy, how are you? I'm feeling as old as the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey. Feel young, man. Feel young. That's all we can say. I told a tour player today who uh, really just loves playing golf, man. He just That's all he does. He just plays golf, plays golf. And I said, you know, his son's a real good player. And he and his son have actually played together in a tour event in the same group. Wow. Just pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I said, you know what? I said, you're going to do that again in a Champions Tour event. You're going to play with your son in a Champions Tour event. You're going to be 85. Teeing it up with your kid in a Champions. He's going to, I'm telling you, he's going to do it. He's going to play forever. Isn't that great? What a great game. Speaking to another tour yeah, caddy I- yesterday, this player, this player lost his card after about 11 straight years. And it's just commiserating with how, how rough it is to, to, to not be in the circuits, to not be in the show to not be on this great West Coast swing. Segway. And it's tough, man. It's tough, but, you know, he made it to age 40, and nobody does that in any other sport. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, yeah. Grayson Murray you last know, Caddy, you were- that, that was a big win. You talk about, you know, guy that's, you know, we've had a couple of guys the last few weeks that, um, you know, that have really been through it, but they've persevered and, They've come out the other side, and they're winners on tour, and they're still playing. So, yeah, it's cool. It's a great sport. Inspirational stuff. Grayson Murray almost dinked me with a nine iron on the uh, seventh hole green at La Quinta when he was practicing, and I was doing some work out there. His ball bounced and went right by me, and he came up, and he was all apologizing. And <laughs> I uh, a little bit, watched him hit it off eight, watched that one swing and said, wow, that guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool to see him make that putt. 38 feet, 7 inches. And then what a uh, putt. Keegan missed Yeah, Keegan missed it from 17 feet and Ben on missed it from 4 feet, 3 inches. Dope. Mm. I I got to give a little love to my buddy Fran Rhodes who's been I've known Fran for 40 years. He's a teaching pro up at TPC Potomac and he's he's kind of become a putting coach to some of the tour players, including Grayson. So pretty cool for him to watch that putt go in. <laughs> Way to go, Fran. Yeah, that's really cool. I, yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, very awesome. So Hawaii wraps up. Now we move to the West Coast Swing. You, you did tee it up for us. Nice segue there. So we are big fans of the West Coast Swing. We've brought this up to you in the past, Caddy, but um, – when you look at the golf courses, okay, we, we can start there. And then you can talk about the history of the events and the celebrities whose names have been attached to these over the years and just the fabric of, 
of golf history that is woven through these events to me makes the West Coast swing the best swing in golf. And here are the golf courses. You know, of course, they're playing a multitude there in Palm Springs. Then you got Torrey Pines, Pebble and Spy, TPC Sawgrass, and Riviera. I mean, it's really tough to put a swing of golf courses up against those courses. It's spectacular. I love the West Coast swing. I love the West Coast. There's, the desert in the winter is amazing. Tucson, Phoenix, Palm Springs. I mean, you can't go wrong with Torrey Pines in San Diego. Pebble Beach, I mean, wow. Who, That's the who's, ultimate. Who's, whose bucket list doesn't have Pebble Beach on it? Oh, it's yeah. just, ah, man, I mean, and then you've got the the historic classic Riviera Country Club, site of many major yep. championships, kind of Hogan's West Coast Valley, right? I mean, that's all you want. Good stuff. As compared to Florida, what were they, Brian, for Florida? Well, you got PGA National, Bay Hill, TPC Sawgrass and Innisbrook, the Copperhead course. I mean, it's another stretch of great golf courses. PGA National, when it blows there, it can be the hardest course on tour, especially the bear trap. It's ridiculous. It's so hard. I think that's why guys don't play it, even though they live there. It's because they're scared. They're just scared. Mm -hmm. JT, don't be scared. Yeah. Let's go, JT. You've won it. Let's go. Let's play. It's in your backyard. Don't be scared. (laughs) Don't be a scaredy cat. I think JT's going to be playing. If he doesn't get in those elevated events, we'll see him there. He'll be there. And um, I'm committing him right now. Um, Yeah, I mean, Sawgrass, it's all but a major championship. Innisbrook, phenomenal golf course. Hilly, the rare hilly Florida course. Everybody loves Innisbrook. That's a player favorite. That's one of the favorite courses on tour. Bay Hill. I mean, you've got the history. It's Arnold Palmer's tournament. Mr. Palmer, as we should say. Yeah, I mean, the Florida swing's awesome. And you got, you know, you go to the West Coast, and everybody thinks the desert is normally perfect most of the time. But it can get a little cool on the West Coast. It'll get cool at Torrey. Mm-hmm. It'll get cool at Pebble. Yeah, you go to Florida, and you're pretty much almost guaranteed the balmy warm weather and it's like oh here we are you know spring is coming right spring is coming yeah. when you're in yeah. Florida for the for the east coast swing and uh you know it's not long till that special event in April mm-hmm. the harbor town yeah yeah that's what you're thinking yep that's what <laughs> we were thinking that is a little it, by the way harbor town's a little extra special this year it's Hey, I love that place. That's one of my favorite stops on tour. Caddy had a couple of lost lost playoff. Lost the playoff to Bob Tway with his brother on the bag, Scotty Tway, who caddies for Brian Harmon now. They were, they were, Tway had gone through a real slump and he, and he beat us in a playoff, hit it like two feet on the 17th hole in the second or Mm. third extra hole. Yeah, it was disappointing, but I was happy for them. They were crying like brothers would after something like that. It was pretty cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, there's 20 million reasons why Harbor Town's a little more special this year. Oh, yeah, that'll get your attention. That's another course you need to go play. I, you got to play. It's unique. There's nothing else like it on the tour. It's it's right next door to Sea Island. 
but it's, it's, it's just different. It's different. Yeah. So you're coming you know, out, you come off an emotional week at the, at Augusta and then mm. you've got the next week heritage for 20 million. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the, the heritage always seems like a decompression week. It was a great place to go after the masters. You drive three hours and you're there. Just don't speed through the Savannah river power plant. Cause the Georgia cops are waiting for you. But I mean, it's just like a decompression week. It's so relaxed there. It's, I mean, I mean, it's peaceful. It's tranquil, right? You, you can relax. They got, some, at Hill. they got some good food there too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Speaking of seafood, I mean, Monterey, <laughs> right? Come on. You just, you, you had to say food, Bob, you just intentionally trying to derail this golf conversation. No, no. Food always surrounds golf. It does. Does our listening audience know that my entire compensation for being on the show for 47 years has been like seven dinners? I mean, they've been great <laughs> dinners, right? They really have. You know, but see, Caddy will work for food. There's no question about it. I've, I've let, oh, I've had, let the he's cat had, He's back. had a trip to Cancun, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. In fact... <laughs> I'd like to do that trip over. That was a fun trip. I don't need to I do it over. It. We just need to do it again. Yeah, yeah, let's do it again. Yeah. Maybe we hit Cabo this time, right? No Cabo. shortage of great golf courses in Cabo. No. We'll be going to Vidanta soon. Yeah. So uh, here's another one. You've got uh, Wells Fargo. That's a $20 million purse followed by the PGA championship. So you're going signature into major in that one. And then in June, you go from Pinehurst and the U S open to TPC river highlands to the travelers for a signature $20 million event. So there's a couple of back to backers here where you've got legacy and history on the line for being a major championship winner, followed by a massive person, a signature event, or in the case of the PGA, there's that massive purse the week before at Wells Fargo. This leads me into a whole nother conversation about what is it really that appeals to me as a golf fan to watch a golf tournament. I was thinking, cause you think of the live, some guys going to the live, right. And, and said, well, you know, what if they got half of the top 30 guys? I'm, I'm starting to think it's not, it's not the players. Yeah. They're great. etc. You, you have to have the names up there, but the history of the event is a big deal. The Memorial Bay Hill, it, it, Pebble Beach, the, just the you know the Phoenix Open, things that have been around for decades and years and years and years. There's just something about it that yeah. makes you want to watch it, no matter who's playing, right? And you can't buy history, you can't create history on purpose. It just happens, and it takes a long time to happen. And that's the thing about the tour versus the live. The live just doesn't have that. I don't know if you want to say cachet. It just doesn't have that history. And it has a lot of money, but the money just kind of, you don't care about it anymore. When If you're playing for a, a jillion every week, you don't really think too much about the money anymore, but the event. So, a jillion, yeah. huh? 
just, just my, you know, the, yeah. inter- the other thing, Caddy, is you're talking about the history and you're talking about the PGA tour and everything. Um, case in point of what you said, the legacy of majors and uh, tournaments and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, you think about the Ryder Cup as compared to the President's Cup. President's yep. Cup isn't even close to the Ryder Cup. You think about the Players' Championship as compared to major championships. The Players' Championship, the history and everything with that isn't close to the major championships. So there, there is definitely, um, like you were saying, that historical value, that legacy, um, everything that's gone on in the major championships and some of the events on the PGA tour that really set the stage for professional golf. Whereas like you said, live doesn't have it. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. I think, I think you need, uh, you know, the live would need a lot more good players, great players. And I, but then they're still missing that. They're missing that history part. You just, you just don't have it. You don't have it. The created new events, can take a while to, to build. That's just how it is. So, so let me let me flip it around then. Again, I'm not here one to argue for live, but I want to argue this point just a little bit, or at least bring up the conversation about this what you're talking about. So you've got you you've got TPC River Highlands, right? The Travelers. So it's going to be a signature event. It's going to have twenty million dollars attached to it. They're spending that money because they are wanting the best players to play where maybe the best players have chosen not to play that event in the past. So the week after the PG is that, uh, is that the one leading in after the U S open? And yep. so they're, they might not get the same field, but if they pony up 20 million, they're going to get this huge field coming off the U S open. So you got these stories continuing now from the U S open and these great players all there. So in that essence, can you buy history a little bit? If you have an Epic showdown because it's a signature event and, and the names involved, are the ones that create that history? No, no. You, you, you do get. But, but look, uh, my opinion: the main reason we have the elevated events with seventy guys, et cetera, but the seventy to eighty guys and no cut. In a way, it's nice for sponsors, TV fans, because you know Rory McIlroy is going to be around on the weekend. Period. Everybody's going to be around on the weekend. That's how it is. I'll argue though. I'd rather see bigger fields than the cut and those events because I think the cut just makes it more real. It makes it more competitive. It makes it more. And there's plenty of guys who are going to play in it. That even if a few guys miss the cut, it's not a big deal. You're not going to lose any spectators. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. lose TV eyeballs if, if 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 five of the top ten guys miss the cut. You still got the other five, and yeah. you got. There's still going to be lots of guys there, and I, I really wish they they would go to a bigger field and a cut at those events. Um, that's my opinion. Um, but as far as buying the history, yeah, but look, the, the, the people watch the elevated events, the, the, the fans watch the elevated events because number one, it's a good event to watch like Harbortown, Hartford Memorial. They're all great events to watch anyway. And, maybe even more importantly, they have a great field. So you've got both things going there. It, it has, nobody's watching because it's a $20 million purse. People are playing because it's a $20 million purse. People are not going to the live because they can play in all these events, maybe. 
and it, it's less of an, an incentive. Well, you know, why go to the live when I can play all these events kind of for the same money and stay on the tour and make my own schedule, you know, not have a schedule made for me that I have to follow, et cetera. So the, the purses are up for the play to keep, to keep the players, but the purses don't make people watch pretty much period. Yeah. Here, the here, money. Here's the case in point there. How many wins yeah. does Tiger Woods have on the PGA tour? 79 or 80, I think, is the number. 82. 82, right? Tied with Sam Snead. How many major championships does Tiger Woods have? 15. 15. How much money has Tiger Woods won? Well, it's going to be over $100 million or at that neighborhood, but I don't really know. That's it. That's my point. Pretty much everyone will yeah. rattle off 18 and or, or 15 and 82, but no one's going to know $129,154,766, right? Nobody, nobody cares. All right. Or what's you know what's Jack Nicholas' official earnings? What's Sam Snead's official? Yeah, who it's the money's nice. It's just look, it was it's kind of like the match, right? The match was when the match was out there, and gosh, the winner makes nine million. That kind of makes you watch it, right? And then from that point on, it just doesn't have the same appeal anymore. You don't watch a prize fight for the money. You watch for to watch Mike Tyson fight, right? It's it's the money just. How much? How much is the bonus for the winning Super Bowl team? Anyone? Yeah, no, have no idea. Yeah, no, it's blue. <laughs> you don't watch the NFL for the fact that a quarterback's making two hundred million or something. You just watch watch for the competition for the history. You know why is a playoff event more compelling to watch than a regular season game? Because of the history, it's a bigger event, right? It has nothing to do with money. It's just a bigger, more important event. Just like this tour event's more important than that tour event. This major's more important than that tour event or something else, right? That's the Liv's problem, is the tour just has this great history behind it, and that's hard to match. You know, Caddy, you were just talking about playoff events. You know, the, the whole thing we focus around on the playoff events are that little red and green um, logo next to the player's name is he inside the cut line to advance to the next week or is he outside the cut line and if he makes a birdie is he going to jump in or if he makes a bogey is he gonna is he gonna jump out that kind of thing so like you said it's the historical value and what's important to make sure that these guys get their way along and then get into that final 30 for the tour championship at the end of the year and you are thinking about the money when the two guys come down the stretch because it's a big difference, right? I mean, it's like eighteen yeah. million or something. I mean, it does come into play. It is kind of cool, but the reason it's cool on tour is because it doesn't happen every week. Right? It's once in a once in a blue moon, and that makes it more special. When you're when you're winning a ton of money every week, it just glosses over and it doesn't matter anymore. There's no excitement to it. So. I mean, it'd be like eating a steak for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It sounds good until the third day in, and then you're like, I don't even want to eat a steak anymore, right? And now you've heard it's a great thing. I saw saw a video of a guy that ate uh, only Costco hot dogs for an entire week. I saw that. He lost weight. $1.50 with a drink. (laughs) And and along with that, Caddy, along with what you just said, Okay, the, the whole PGA Tour and your exemption status and everything used to go off the money list. And then when the FedEx Cup came into it, not long ago, it, went to, it started going to points. The money list 
is it doesn't matter anymore. So the amount of money that they're making doesn't matter. It's their FedEx cup points that they win on week to week basis that allows them to move along and get into the tour championship at the end. Exactly. The, um, Here's the best way. Here's a real simple way to end this. If anybody would debate this, has anyone in the history of the world ever watched a guy miss a putt to win a major and say, wow, that cost him uh, $600,000? No. Yeah. (laughs) You say he lost the masters. Not that he, Oh man, that cost him a ton of money. No, you don't even, that that thought never even enters your mind because you know, it didn't cost him 600. It cost him 6 million. By the way, had missed putt. Yeah, right. Because of career future implications, but nobody talks about that. It's just all you said was, oh, "Yeah, how how many kids right now? When we were all growing up, this is a putt to win the U.S. Open, right? Or I got a putt to win. You dream about that kind of stuff, right? And yeah, I mean." When I hear an eight-year-old kid going, this is a putt to win the live event in Chicago, then things will have changed. <laughs> or this is a putt to win, you know, $4 million or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that I know when I was growing up, it, it, wasn't about, it wasn't about the money. It was about, man, wouldn't it be cool to play the PGA Tour? Dying to play the PGA Tour. How cool would that, you know? So, Bob, you know what that's like. <laughs> yep. It's, it's 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 the dream, man. It's the goal of everybody who's pretty good at golf. So. By, by the way, Gary Player uh, sits at number four hundred and sixty-seven on the career money list at one point eight three four million dollars. Well, you know, and this just goes to show you, Brian, that I have won one hundred and thirty-two major championships around the world. Yes, yes, and you'd think I'd be better compensated for this, but well. I'm sorry. There's That's a guy. I'm... There's a gentleman named Mike Stanley who uh, is just ahead of you in the money list. Houston Cougar Mike Stanley. He oh, was yeah. a good dude. Yeah, he was. He was out there when I started out there, and uh, good player. Yeah, nice, nice guy. We we played a lot of practice rounds with Mike Stanley when I was caddying. I remember him well. I knew you would. I was going to go to Richard Zokel because I know Richard Zokel, but he's too ahead of I, I Gary played Blair. in college with him. I know. That's why, I, yeah. There you go. So speaking of Mike Stanley. Uh, really? You have a Mike <laughs> Stanley story? One of, well, kind of. Great, great four-spotting story. So we call them, they're called Monday qualifiers now, but we used to call them four-spotters because there were four spots available on a Monday, say for the farmers, right? And Tori, you, you play Monday and, uh, it's four guys make it. And well, they had to split up the courses one time here in San Diego and there were three spots at one course. And for some reason, one spot at the overflow course, smaller field at the overflow. So my buddy, Pat Burke's playing and he's in the middle. He's got a tee time, like at 10 AM or whatever. He's one under at the turn. He makes the turn. He looks at the scoreboard. First guy in John Adams. Remember John Adams? Guy who hit it real long. Yep. Hit it real good. Big guy. First guy in. 61. In a one spotter. You got to shoot 61. You can shoot 62 and go home. So Berkey's one under on the Ted pole. And it's about, you know, it's, now it's like one o'clock or something. And he's playing with Mike Stanley. And he hits it in there like he, he's over his second shot. And he says, Mike, if I don't hold this, 
can you pick up my ball? I'm just going to turn around and beat the traffic to go home. <laughs> he's figuring he's mathematically eliminated if he doesn't hold this second shot. <laughs> he, has to like, he has to like eight feet from the hole. And Mike goes, I got it. And he turns around and he leaves. <laughs> mathematically eliminated. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that's a good one to end on, Caddy. Great stuff, man. We appreciate you sharing that. Who who knew little Mike Stanley would uh, lead to that great story? So that's awesome. Good to be with you, Caddy. We'll see you next week, bud. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the Caddy. 